Do you, uh, you guys feel what I feel? That kind of creepy feeling? The creepy willies? The creepy willies, I like to call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you feel it? Do you, do you get I'm those CWs? To, I'm starting to feel Steve. it. Yeah. I'm seeing it in the air. <laughs> it's it. like... And you're going to talk about the network, right? Not the CW Not network. The, as scary the, as the CW <laughs> network. I mean, because we're talking about similar scares willies. here, possibly. The creepy willy network. Depends how you take it. Look, I'm telling you, viewership would go up 5,000% if people knew it was the creepy willy network. Fuck Do we know it's not? Has there, does it stand? They got rid of the frog, right? They get rid of the frog. They bring in a killer whale and call it Creepy Willy. Ooh, oh, bones! <laughs> Just bones jumping off of the sea. Ooh, like a a, a killer whale skeleton, yes. like a carcass. Or Just, yeah. Oh god, that'd be so good. And the kid is like under him, but he's like screaming in horror and going ah. <laughs> it's just, That's a good sci-fi movie. Yeah, or horror. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's movie schmovie. Yeah. We're back, baby. I'm John. I'm Ron. <laughs> you think? Uncertain. I'm Steve. I'm, I know Uncertain. that I'm Steve. Mm-hmm. I can say that you are Ron. I'm, I'm looking at you. I needed the confirmation. Is yep. this episode 240? Yeah. Man. It is? Yeah. We are on a buttery dinner roll. You We're know, back on it. We celebrated the show's 200th episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but technically my 200th episode would have been episode 239, so we mm. missed the boat on that. So maybe tonight you guys can just just try to be extra patient and appreciative uh, where I'm concerned. You know, I'm starting <laughs> to realize. So Black Eyed Peas, yeah. they were meh. Fergie came in, mm. and they were the Black Eyed Peas. You are our Fergie. <laughs> what you I'll, gonna do with all that? You can rap. You can you can do I'll, flips. I'll take can, that as a compliment. But I know sing. a lot of people that would say the opposite. That, man, Black Eyed Peas were a pretty cool band, and Pinto then Fergie came in and they became <laughs> the like, pop shit. I think they're being silly. Let's go with the the other idea. Yeah, I don't I don't have a strong feeling about the Black Eyed Peas one way or the other. So I'll take the Fergie compliment. You know what's crazy? I would have said that back then, mm-hmm. but have you heard some of the music that's out? It's yeah. like nuts. I mean, people are literally just making sounds at this point. It's is that not what we do on this podcast? Just make yeah, sounds? Yeah, we do. We got a lot of sounds to make tonight. If we've got time at the end of the episode, I would like to talk to you guys for about three minutes about my lovely lady lumps. Okay. That but, sounds, good. sounds good. But for now, let's get into this uh, seasonally appropriate Halloween episode. Cool. How you guys, you guys, I know I already asked if you're feeling the general creepy feeling, but how's the, uh, how's the season been treating you so far? Excellent. Yeah, I just got back from Florida. Mm-hmm. Went to the our annual trip down there for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Yeah. So I'm in the mood. Which one was the best house that you went to? Oh man, it's tough. So they had houses for Stranger Things and for Ghostbusters, which were both very cool. Mm. Mainly to see those properties in a haunted house. Like I don't know that they were like great scare houses or haunted houses. You know, it's just some of the scene recreations are just awesome. But um. There was a Yeti house that I thought was pretty... It was like an original house they did. It was basically like... Was it cold a killer. It? Yes. Oh, that's what I figured. And there was, was. like fake snow and like... Oh, man. That kind of shit. Like that ambiance. and It was kind of a surprise because I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And for those that love killer clowns from outer space, the 80s cult horror film, mm-hmm. uh, they had a house for that this year too that was awesome. How was, was the Yes house? Great. You know what? The Us House was up there. It was yeah. probably my top two or three. What? What? It's it's weird though. What part of it did they? Capture? Right. So the, here's the That's thing. So it's 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 weird. Some of these like more like I guess I'll say like a lot of the slasher properties that they've mm. done, and more of that like that's more of like a thriller. It is horror, but mm. 
It's like there's not really like scare sequences that you would have in a haunted house. Right. It's more like show me some of the cool scenes. And as you're walking between those scenes, like they're going for the jump scares. Oh. So like you know they're recreating scenes like at the neighbor's house and like I was wondering and, about when that, when, when she it's... goes down you know into the into the uh, you know when she confronts herself at the end basically mm-hmm. and uh, you know the rabbits and it, the, the visuals are there and it's and that house was actually pretty they did a pretty good job with like the scares in that too. But it's just a really cool event. So, like, you know, I'm How do they choose which movies to celebrate? Because it seems seems to me... It's weird. But but what I like about that is the randomness. Like, when I hear it, I I think it's cool that they're doing something like Us, which seems obvious that you would be doing that this year. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that's like a cult movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a movie that's on people's minds right now necessarily. So I mean, I wonder yeah, what the what the rationale is. It's for cool. That. Like they every year they kind of do like an overall, or they try to do an overall like theme to mm. the to the event, where like they're the branding for it, or like the merch for it, or like some of the scare zones. So like they have scare zones that are like the walkways between the houses, mm-hmm. where they're they're still themed and like they're scaring you there too, trying oh, to. Wow. So it's cool. Um, <laughs> But like this year and even last year, like they kind of really leaned into like the '80s nostalgia of 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 the properties. So you know that's Ghostbusters and like um, Stranger Things, even though it's very current. Like they just live in that nostalgia pocket and Killer Clowns. Like so, some of that stuff they're bringing in those greatest hits type things. Even though Killer Clowns isn't like a huge property, it has a cult following, mm. and like people are looking for things like that too. Like they they do a good mix of like what's now, what's relevant what was popular back then maybe or what's grown to popularity from then to now cool. which that's a good example of that yeah but like they had like a scare zone for zombie land you know and that's in theaters this, this past weekend you know so it's like it's a really cool mix they usually have like three four five original houses and like about the same amount of like the existing ip mm-hmm. so it's it's always exciting like in the months before it, they kind of just do like a little slow reveal of what they all are and it seems to just be a get big people, deal. Now. Yeah, like people are dude, very it is insane. Yeah, some of the houses, like the lines, were like two to two and a half hours. Yeah, that you had that, Jesus. Which we buy like the express pass that they offer, so we don't have like we kind of have that like fast pass. Yeah. It's it's stupid expensive, but mm-hmm. it's worth it if you want to know you can do all the houses. Yeah, and like obviously we want that if we're flying in from Baltimore, but it's an amazing event. I love Halloween. I love the season. I love the weather. I love the. Just the way it looks. I love your street in, in the fall. I feel like I'm in Haddonfield. Yeah. And I know I've told that to you about before, but like it just, the vibe of everything is just like firing on all the cylinders for me. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, my daughter, who is two, is like obsessed with Halloween. Oh. Like she freaking loves She's starting to get scary it. stuff. Like she, like, you know, like she loves Monster House, yeah. Paranorman, Coraline. Like she loves the kind These of creepy kid stuff. I think and if you start a kid it's, early with it's stuff making me like so that, happy. I think if you start a kid early with stuff like that, you will catch them at an age where they will see the fun in it, and they won't. And that's totally it won't true. be like morbid or weird or anything that's going to freak them out. Now, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not saying at that age no kid would be weird about it for sure. But if your kid is drawn to it, you'll probably be fine. I mean, yeah. Henry was kind of the same thing. Yeah. He was into. He liked the idea of something being a little creepy or a little yeah. scary, maybe even a little more than he could handle. So I was all the time thinking. Like, wow, if this movie didn't have nudity or drugs in it, there's a yeah. lot of horror movies that yeah. he would be fine with totally. watching. Yeah. Um, and then last year, we started watching some of those, like Halloween and The Shining and some of the ones where it's like, okay, now you're at an age where I feel like I can say, or I guess it was earlier this year, because um, he was 11 already. Um, and yeah, he's never been weird. Right. I mean, right. he may have had a night or two where he was weird about going to bed, and he clearly was saying kind of like, 
I'm kind of weirded out tonight. I want someone yeah. to come to bed with me. Yeah. But of course, for, me, for many years, there was someone reading to him or hanging out with him before he fell asleep anyway. Sure. But he also would just go up and say, I'm tired and go to sleep by himself after watching something creepy, which yeah. when I was his age, I would not have wouldn't done. have been able to do that. Have right. So you, we may be sort of inoculating them at an age that makes them able to Maybe. enjoy, yeah. like I said, the, the sort of roller coaster ride aspects of a horror scenario without being... The way I was when I was 12 and 13 and watching Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time and actually kind of had to talk myself down <laughs> from thinking like, this could be real. If I right. fall asleep tonight, something fucked up could Don't happen be, yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think if you start them early and you can see that, that, they're, that they like that, they get a charge from it. Yeah. You're probably not going to yeah. overstep too much. No, it's, it's exciting and, you know, just all that together and knowing that we were going to get back together to do this episode, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a nice, I like it a lot, so... Cool. Yeah. Well, you guys want to jump in? Let's do it. We have yeah. a few a few topics to get to, and the way we're going to do it is very seasonally appropriate. <sighs> I was wondering what here. the McDonald's is that a McDonald's bucket? I, this probably came from McDonald's many years Maybe. ago. Maybe it looks like one. Remember those old ones? But yeah. this is like you reach in and you get a piece of candy. But you may notice if you get a piece of candy, each piece of candy has a little uh, slip of paper attached to it. You know me, I love my. Is slips this a of trick paper. and a treat? It's like a it's like a treat. And food for thought. So it's food for your belly and food for your mind. Gotcha. But it's spooky food. <laughs> Man. All right. Wow. Hey, I'm excited. So who's going to go first? I'll go first. All right. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, milky. Oh, you don't like the milky? I can't. I can't. My okay, butt well, will explode. But I, I, actually, I will give these candies to you. I actually thought, I wonder what Ronald can eat. Um, but I, if you were a classic slasher villain, what would your weapon of choice in origin story be? That's a good question. Um, mine would be a frying pan. That's your weapon of choice? That's my weapon of choice. Um, that's like a long death. Like, if that's how you're... Yeah, attacked, yeah, it, yeah. It's not an instant... It's not at all. That's what I kind of love okay. about it. Okay, wow, you're... So, we need to talk about that um, later. <laughs> Just wanna, this is like, not my story. <laughs> but I imagine... This tells me a lot about you. I imagine a situation where <laughs> the, the kid's cooking... And he's in an abusive situation because mm-hmm. you gotta have that sad backstory. And um, the abusive mom, while he's cooking some eggs, she's like, "This isn't good enough." And she takes the frying pan and hits him with it. And then he wakes up really late at night, and then he's like, "No one will ever hit me again. My eggs were fine. My eggs were fine. You and said then, over easy." And then he just kills everybody like Damn. that. Damn! Every time somebody is cooking and it, you can't let it go for yeah seven ticks. Yeah, seven ticks, he'll be there. Is it like a gas stove? Yeah. You're going for the little pilot? Gas stove required. So, so, so if I just buy an electric stove... You'll be fine. You know they the have electric ones that, that make those weird sounds. Just, I didn't know Just that, for like... But I believe you. Nostalgia. Yeah. But nostalgia. yeah. <laughs> mostly, but mostly people with gas stoves go get killed. Gas man. <laughs> so not the frying pan killer, but gas man. Yeah, gas man. <clears throat> That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect for you, Ronald. Yeah. <laughs> there's like there's there's like longevity for this project where it can spin off yeah. into Gasman. He's got another whole alter ego. <laughs> I thought Gasman's origin was he he ate a milk chocolate uh, candy. This is the origin story right <laughs> yeah. here. Him eating the candy yeah. he just picked. 
and he becomes Gas Man. Gas Man. We are his first victims. Yep. How many do you? Th- how many movies do you think are in the Gas Man series? A trilogy. A trilogy. Ooh. Trilogy. Solid trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Like a three-piece frying pan yep. set. The last one is Gas Man Three: The Final mm-hmm. Dish. Final dish. Final dish. Dish of destruction. You wouldn't go like appetizer, entree, dessert. You wouldn't go for the <laughs> the standard course meal. So there's yeah. seven ticks, right? Seven ticks. So would he ever come in? Like wisecracking, like Freddy style, and be like, tick, 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 dick. And then kill the guy with the like frying pan. I think you Kill him in the dick. He'd hit him in the dick. Sometimes materialize into a stick like that. So he's kind of like a funny guy, it's like, like Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. Gas man. What about you, Steve? What do you think your, your serial killer would be? Or God knows. Your slasher killer would be. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, if I'm being. If this isn't Schmovie Studios and I'm just <laughs> answering this straightforward, yes. I gotta be honest. Like, I like I, to say we have right of first refusal of any any I mean, slasher that goes projects that saying. you create. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like Spielberg, he founded DreamWorks, but he was still working with other studios. Sure, sure, you know? sure. Keep it, keep it. A lot of people out. want that Steve flavor. We know that. I don't know, man. I uh, the first thing that always comes to mind when I think of the slasher flicks and the in the in the weapon. For me, it's always Freddy's glove. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so something that creative where uh, it's super functional. He doesn't really have to carry it on him. It's, mm-hmm. like, on him. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's it's a hand, basically. So I, I don't know what mine would be, like, but something similar to that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be something still with a hand, but some other kind of uh, weapon on it. I'm looking at your pencils, and they look yeah. really sharp. They are. They're so freshly may- sharpened. Maybe something like that, like, you know, where I could have multiple... Very, very sharp pointed things on there, not mm-hmm. just like sharp like a knife. Um, but yeah, something that had, and that's the other thing too, is that like there are like multiples of it. Oh, okay. You know, one more, more than one thing on it. So I, I like the idea of maybe, I, maybe I would go with some sort of, uh, maybe some sort of pencil. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm like some sort of like, what was this? What? Maybe his I'm name? like a substitute teacher oh, and these okay. kids. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like these kids and I and coming from a substitute teacher background. Yeah, yeah. They just don't fucking listen. And if I say sit down when you're sharpening that pencil, I know you're not sharpening that pencil yeah. anymore. Yeah. You're just fucking with me at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, you know, they think you don't remember what it was yeah, like being honestly, a kid and how like, long it took to sharpen a pencil. I've sharpened many pencils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Before, I can tell this. I just look at you and I'm like, that guy. He has sharpened his fair share. Sharpened pencils. So maybe that's something, you know, like yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm done, man. I like the high school setting. Mm-hmm. can be around homecoming or something like that. I'm just done. Football yeah. game. This fucking Dance happens. It's a great opportunity. Just massive tech. <laughs> I'm going after all these kids that have screwed me over. He's killing kids. Lead poisoning. What's your name? Look at that. Second level right there. Lead poisoning. <laughs> lead poisoning. <laughs> Not only are you dead, but most likely, I don't know lead how old the pencils have to be because do these new pencils mm-hmm. still kind of have any chance of giving them lead poisoning? I don't know. It's a real shame if they don't. Yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> They're definitely gluten free. <laughs> well, then I'm definitely gluten-free. finding lead heavy pencils that yeah. also have gluten in them. Oh, shit. I'm, trying to, I'm getting all those kids. People are going to swell up and explode. What about better off lead, lead before lead... dawn? There you go. Hey, look at this. This is like, um, this is it right here, man. There's a whole. I'm going beyond three. I'm going for like the Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. I'm going long. I'm going like decades. You're going from one studio to another. And I'm going to bounce from New Line to reboot, Paramount and reimagine. get into a legal battle over yeah. who owns the rights to the original script. Yeah. Oh, I'm going man. true. I'm going with Freddy uh, Weapon Attack, but mm-hmm. Jason 
in terms of how complicated my franchise is going to gotcha. get 20 years or 30 years after inception. That sounds pretty But cool. yeah, so... So frying pans, pencils, they're yeah. dangerous things to have around. I... When I think about the inciting incident, I think that's key to what causes you Absolutely. to become killer. Sure. Like, you know, Freddie, Jason, even Michael Myers, who was more mysterious, we still know what that first moment was when sure. he became a killer. Um, although someone brought up something about Jason, just a quick aside here. You know, the period between the first Friday the 13th and the second one where he goes, the, his mother is the killer in the first one. Spoilers for Friday the 13th out there if you're listening. <laughs> And then she dies. Everyone thinks he's dead. Mm. She dies, and at the end, he jumps up out of the lake, right? What was he doing in that interim if he wasn't dead? What was he doing in that interim where his mom thought he was dead for all that time? I think that that's like from the late 50s into the 70s or something. So for about 20 years years. or 12 years, somewhere in there, there was a long period of time where he was alive, presumably lurking around the lake, Mm. and his mother thought he was dead. I I, I don't think anyone's ever addressed the sort of lost... Teen years of Jason. I, I think you ought to. Someone needs to write that movie. Like swamp, he wasn't just like swamp alive kid. at the bottom of the of the of the river. I mean of the lake. Or maybe. was he down there like like in, he was like like I think like Frog Boy or something. Yeah. <laughs> like just kind of living an amphibious lifestyle underwater. I mean they didn't. They sure don't explain that. Yeah, no, but I, maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, a she movie thought he was dead, but he's really a, just a beautiful film of him just swimming around in murky water would be yeah, a, a nice thing. Strokes. Um, but anyway, uh, I um, I think it's got to have something to do with this uh, remodel, right? It's got to be like yeah. for sure. Do. There's like a guy who's tired. He's fed up with contractors. Oh man, who've like been t- telling him stories, and so he he has like a, a murder house where he just calls contractors to come out and. And, of course, there would be a point where he goes from punishing bad contractors. Maybe he looks up on the Better Business Bureau site or something like that Mm -hmm. where you can see where people have given bad reviews. He lurks in these houses and he lures these bad contractors out to kill them with, I don't know. My one thought would be he prints out a schedule or a contract and he actually uses that to kill them. So it's like a death by paper cuts. He's, he kills them You're with a schedule. You're going to be killing a lot of contractors. Well, I mean, if he, he uses kill the bad ones first, yeah. I'd say But you know, there's always that 000. point where it curdles and it spills over into, well, now he's just killing everybody. Killing people, yeah. And just anybody he finds out as a contractor, he's, he's <laughs> luring them out to one of these places. But I think it would have to be something, I don't know, something simple like, um, uh, like the customer or something like that. Uh, and the tagline would have to be like, here's a quote for you. You're dead. I like that. It's good. And then it goes like, no! <laughs> but a slow paper cut that I guess I have to saw back and forth. It's pretty gruesome. It's very so in the tagline, who's providing the quote? I think that's, you know, taglines are mysterious things sometimes, yeah. too. <laughs> There's always somebody in the town that knows all of the stories about the killers. So. Yeah. Then you got to go to the library where there's a mm-hmm. piece about you killing people. That's, there's like a book with yeah. the history. There's it. always a book in the library. Yeah. That is such a crazy trope that's done in every movie. Let's go to the library and do some research. It says here yeah. <laughs> in 1985. We've talked oh about God. this before. Also, the librarian who happens to know, or the person who, who yes. works in the file room yes. at the police. Yes station or whatever it is who happens to know everything about the mysterious oh, case yeah. you know and they often 
interrupt the conversation. Yeah. Oh, we don't know. Y'all, you're talking about the customer. Yeah. yeah. What you talking about over there? <laughs> you're talking about yeah. the customer. Yeah. You don't want to look into the end. Oh, there would be someone from one of the organizations that, like, is one of the watchdog because <clears throat> we, oh, we, they, they, they run Angie's List. Yeah. Like, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> Sponsorship. I was about to say, Angie's List could definitely sponsor this. Yes. Because that's how you find it's Angie's the, in this movie. The real high quality contractors. <laughs> yeah, I, got, yeah. I got news for you. Yeah. You'll be sorry you ever did that. I imagine like the Halloween theme, but play played on like a Fisher Price keyboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just very bad. It's so good. Just like somebody pounded on the keyboard. Um, but yeah, so so that's like I don't know how many I don't know how long that series would go though. I think Lots that um, I feel like it's one of those that it does okay, but then there's like six direct to video sequels that are like lower a lower budget every time you know like kind of like the way the Candyman series went where every time maybe the ideas get bigger but the but the budget gets smaller and so it just goes from being an interesting movie to just utter schlock so let me pitch you on something how about this if you stick with something as generic as the customer how about we go for this is an anthology Mm -hmm. so each entry is a different customer getting back at that business service provider whatever let's go beyond contractors yeah let's get out into the world and do anything like that has a has a customer but that has been screwed oh so it's it's like a true anthology where the next movie would be like a different customer getting screwed but how about like midway into the movie or maybe even in the third movie they go and they encounter some guy who like lives under a bridge or something And it's like, who is that? And you recognize it's it's John from the first part movie. one. Yeah, yeah. It's John from part, from part one. one. And and he Damn. now has completely given in. I get that. And but I maybe I get to a weird point where now I'm afraid of all paper. Because I oh, see it man. as so dangerous, you know. Like I I've I've changed even more. But either way, I think there's room to for on this our good. development like slate. We gotta be like the we gotta be like Bloomhouse or something. We gotta focus on horror of a certain budget and turn a profit. So what, like we got that. Gas Man, we've got what was yours called? Uh, you just gave me the sequel names. Oh. Better off lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better off lead is so lead cute. before dawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, this is that was good. This is good. I enjoyed that. And the customer, your turn, and Steve. The customer. Better off lead. Oh no! It should be like anybody. It should be. I've uh, got the special darks that were in this bag. Would you like a special dark, Ronald? What's a special dark? That's the dark chocolate Hershey's. You can't have anything with milk in it. I I think that's non-milk. Yeah, it has no milk in it. I don't know if it's got no milk. You can probably Google it on your smartphone. What's it called? Special dark. (laughs) This is good. Scariest horror movie location. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Like actual location. So I guess you. Is this mean like like. From an actual movie, we're saying a specific location, or just in general, like I like them when they're at like a high school. Um, what do we think? I guess you could be general, but I w- I would think be specific about a particular movie or a particular scene, even that was like mm. a creepy location. Wow, I- I've got one that is not even a movie that I like, but okay. I I think about this location all the time. What is that? Let me hear. That is at the end of the film. I think it was just called Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. That house, oh, that yes. the, when they're inside that house, mm-hmm. and it's got like the weird doors and the small hallways, yeah. and the the you're going, it's winding and confusing, and it keeps you you. It's like a nightmare house where you go in and you would get lost, but it's that combination of rustic, worn down old 
building in the woods and portal to hell or something like that. Yeah. that like honestly with that movie being as iffy for me as it was, I I frequently think about how creepy that last, I don't know, 5 minutes was. And I think it had a lot to do with the the set design of the house. Uh not the best movie, but House of Wax. Ooh, that's good. Jesus, man, that I was just talking about that movie recently. Do like you, you remember that scene where that man put his finger up? Yeah. And he just chopped that shit off yeah. like it was nothing. He's like, ah, what was that? Wow. That's House a, of Wax. That's a man. cool one too, man. I, I thought that was such an underrated movie. That's so weird. We literally had this conversation on my vacation. Really? We were talking about House of Wax. That it's, it's, it's like kind of, it's super campy and fun. But it's, it's campy like, and, and yeah, it's just one of those. On you just never, you'll never forget. It's one of those weird, weird movies. People really liked it. Because Paris Hilton I say. <laughs> dies a horrible death in it. I mean, honestly, I believe when she was cast in yeah, that role, it was because of it. Yeah. It was like Schadenfreude. It was like, yeah. and I even she was in on that to some extent, yeah, saying absolutely. like, "I'm playing this character. It's going to remind you of me." I'm thinking like, if if, if somebody was going to answer this like truly like going for the answer that people are expecting people to somebody to say. Won't they say like the Overlook Hotel or that's, something? That's, that's like the that's the answer, one. right? Yeah. Yes. But the one that popped in my mind first—I don't know if it's my favorite or scariest—but the one that immediately comes to mind, and it's not even like straight up horror, but the movie *The Descent*, the cave system oh in God. that movie. Yeah. I've never felt claustrophobic really generally in my yeah. life, mm-hmm. especially watching a movie. But that film. When they're going through those caves and those tunnels, and 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 you know you're starting to introduce those creatures beyond the creatures, just the freaking caves, like your yeah. body going through something that barely fits your body. Done. I'm out. Like that's that's that did not look good, and it and it and it just was super creepy. The lighting and just the way they lit it, and like the water like drips and like running down the wall. Like I just found that whole all the sequences, which is the, pretty much the whole movie, in those caves in that film. It stayed with me, and mm-hmm. I found that to be super creepy and super scary. Before you even get into the real, you know, like yeah. scary stuff of that film, so like that's one that comes to mind. Another immediately underrated movie, totally. And they, I'm thinking of it because you, you know, talking about how like underrated yeah. ones. And then like space was really important, and you got you would see something coming towards them in another tunnel. You're like, oh, that they're heading towards that, right? You know, a movie that had a similar thing, uh, but not quite the same, was As Above, So So Below. below. I was thinking the the, the catacombs. Just the idea of those catacombs, similar to what I was saying about the house in Blair Witch, where it really is a maze of nightmares. I wanted to see that movie. I I think it's kind of underrated. I enjoyed it. It's definitely underrated. Yeah. It's it's good. I've always wanted to see it. I've never seen it. It's like one, you know, yeah, it's, you would dig it for and sure. And I'm thinking of another one, too, that actually would be a great location for them to build for the, um, the Horror Nights Horror thing Nights? that you go to. That? It would be the, the Evil Dead cabin. They did Evil Dead there. Where you they can even walk three, down into the three, basement. Three or four years ago, great house. Like the really? cellar of yes. that, that's a creepy Outside location. Outside the cabin. Yeah. Like, they did an amazing job on that house. Because that that's one where awesome. every detail would kind of be like, you would see it and go, "That's exactly right." You know, yeah, like totally. There's so and much. like cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. They did they did a house for that like four or five years. That's one of my favorite ever, because like they have the outside classic horror, you know, in the woods. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into the system that the you know what that movie opens up to be, yeah, they it's had just, that stuff, dude. Okay, sidebar: the best sequence in a horror house I've ever been in, a haunted house I've ever been in. They had the scene 
where you're in that hallway and the elevator doors open and every monster you can think of comes at you. Mm -hmm. They had that scene in the house. That's so cool. And the way our line timing worked out, we landed right in the middle of that scene when the doors open. Oh, that's so cool. It was that's so great. phenomenal. Like best sequence Sounds ever in a haunted funny. house. It was yeah. so cool. So cool. But yeah, that Evil Dead house was awesome. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It just, it lends itself so it's well. It's super iconic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. But yeah, you should watch it as above, so below. As I think above, you'd so like below. that. What were you yeah. about to say, though, Ronald? I think you had a thought a second ago. Um, <clears throat> I really like that movie, Cabin in the Woods. Oh. Was, yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. I've seen it a couple of times. I didn't think about how many times I've seen it. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. I've definitely <laughs> stuck around on that. As above. I chose the crackle. I didn't really mean to, but I, that's crackle's what I got. I've never come around to crackle. Really? I don't know, man. Yeah, peanuts I, in it, right? I, is it, is uh, it? No. No, that's just... It's the, like those little rice things. Oh, rice crispies. Yeah. It's like the Nestle. Okay. I feel like when I was younger, I had one and it made me sick. And I've just kind of like... Done never given, Never forgiven it. Mmm. Was that the question or the crackle? Mmm. I am a crackle enthusiast. But this is <laughs> question. This one involves uh, paper. Take one and pass it down, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know if we should even give a pencil to Steve. Yeah, like, did you not learn? All right. So you might, <clears throat> might want to jot these down as I read them. Because mm -hmm. this is going to affect everyone's future. What film series should we do a future episode around? Okay. Final Destination? Hellraiser? Leprechaun? Prom Night? Puppet Master? Saw, Scream, or the Ernest films? <laughs> and we are ranking these yeah, in order? Put them in order from the one you want to do the most to the one, I think you, I want missed to, one. The one you want to do the least. Which, okay, I'll read them again. There's eight. Do you have eight? Final Destination, Hellraiser, Leprechaun, Prom Night, Puppet Master, Saw, Scream, the Ernest Cannon. One being the best? One being the best, yes. You said there were eight? No, yeah, seven. You got seven? Of course you don't. Well, that's fine. We can probably so, still work a ranking out of that. You can make the other one the eight. Because <laughs> right. this definitely wasn't any of the ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you guys give me just a minute to figure out the math. <laughs> one of them is a series I've been trying to get us to watch for years. <laughs> for goddamn years. Saw? Yeah. 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 Talk about the best series ever. <laughs> I'm excited to see their little reboot sequel, yeah, whatever what? that's going to become. That has like Chris Rock involved and Sam Jackson, <sighs> but it's being directed by the guy that did like Saw Three mm. or Saw Two and Four. I don't know. I enjoyed. He did some two. of the sequels. Yeah, I enjoyed one and two. Yeah, and it's, but it's interesting though that they went back to somebody who's already done the property. That's and really not cool. like. Well, it, it is that is cool. It could I, it's both sides of it. I would think that if they were trying to do something entirely different, yeah, not entirely different, but like. Their own spin, you might bring in someone that maybe would bring a new yeah. aesthetic or a new look to it. Maybe I don't know, <clears throat> but yeah, Chris Rock being like stoked on getting a Saw movie, yeah, greenlit and into production, and it's like coming out this coming fall or something, right? Or this year, twenty twenty. It comes out twenty twenty. 
But that's crazy, though. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I just... I'd love to see some more horror stuff. It just feels like we're kind of getting the same sort of stuff over and over and over again. So it'd be nice to see yeah. some horror stuff. It's been a pretty... It's, I think it's been a pretty good year. Like... Has it? I don't know. Like, I mean, not a bad year. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's how far you want to take horror. Like, yeah. I don't think anything has been, like, amazing. I don't think. I haven't seen scary movies to tell in the dark or whatever. I'm, scary I, stories? Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. I, I thought that was good. It just came out on VOD or it's, whatever. Yeah. So it's, you, it I, it's good. It's not great. Like, I, I, it's not really horror, horror, but thriller. But, like, I yeah. loved Ready or Not. That was really good. I didn't see um, I think you'd really like that. But, um... I also didn't see Midsommar. Midsommar? <laughs> Which I need to sit down and watch. Yeah, you should. All right. The results are... Did we um, just, like, contract uh, Price Walker House Cooper for this? <laughs> yeah. To, to count this for us? Did we kind of get him on, like, a retainer? Or what's going on there? Uh... Since there was no Schmovie Awards episode oh, they, this they, year, Price Walker House Schmooper has actually been kind of falling on hard times. Uh, Everyone there has taken on like multiple part-time jobs to keep things going. So they were very excited to be able to send out a representative tonight to do you. the tallying. And so that means me. But um, no, we're very excited. I'm going to go from the, the one that performed the least to the one that performed the best. Performed. Performed the best. Maybe not surprising, Ernest... Was the lowest rated option. <laughs> we'll return to this. I do think there's a case to be made that an episode about Ernest could. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm an down. episode, sure. Yes, but if we're going through all the films, yes. don't know that it's <laughs> maybe I, an appreciation of Jim Varney in general is love probably in the, Varney Schmarney should be a, an episode, but not not this time. Um, then at episode at uh, number seven, okay, I'm sorry, I got tied for second to worst place, prom night. And Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Coming in a little bit ahead of that, Leprechaun. Next up, my number one. I'm very curious about this series, but I understand there's about 20 films in it. So I can see not wanting to watch it, but Puppet Master did not make the cut. Okay. Up from that, we have a tie between two films or two series. Final Destination and Saw. Or Final Destination and... Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I've got that right. Yes, Final Destination and Saw. Mm -hmm. And the winner, if you've been doing the math, is the Scream series. Oh, God. We'll be doing an episode about Scream. But, Ronald, you numbered it uh, pretty highly. Yeah, it's just... It's just... It's so easy. Because those aren't shitty movies. We don't have to do shitty movies, do we? <laughs> I, I don't even know that I would say any of these are shitty movies, but the quantity yeah, sure. of, of if, if we want to go to the, the shit factor goes up as the quantity goes up yes. in most cases. Just that's, I mean, these are like coveted, there's a coveted series. It's not like, really. well, it might be fun to look. We did that with, um, what series did we do? We've done this for, we've done this for the Mad Max movies. Yeah. We've done this for the Fast, Fast and, and Furious movies. movies. We've done it for Candyman. Candyman. We have to, we have and we've we done it. We fucking have to do this for Terminator. You gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta do it when Dark Fate comes out. Well, we're doing a uh, robots episode. Yeah, but you There's know, a once we little tip off to everybody listening. I need you to see Terminator. After too. after Dark Fate comes out, maybe we can do sort of a retrospective on that. Yeah. But I haven't seen what was the last one, the last Terminator film. Oh, Genesis was it? Mm-hmm. Genesis? 
Not Genesis, the one, uh, the one with Arnold, but they had like a CGI. I don't even. Remember. I think that was Genesis. Oh, I think that was oh, Genesis. That's Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. The Genesis. one before that was the one with Christian Bale. But so at a future date, we'll do the Scream okay. series. You know, there's only four movies, right? So that at least makes it pretty yeah, manageable. That'll be easy to. Yes. You know what though? I'm, I'm feeling like it's interesting how things have kind of changed a little bit over the years in terms of like parody and stuff like that. I, I'm I'm curious to see how we feel about them now versus you know that's your movie. Series. That's my movie, yeah. but. Watching it now sometimes can, you know. Yeah, things change. Yeah, we age, and, you, and I think you may, I think you may love it. You may love it more now than any. T- well, the, yeah, I mean, I I know I still love yeah. them, but I mean, like I I just even for example know that when I first saw Screen Four, I, I remember walking out feeling like I didn't love it, mm-hmm. but as time went on and I I watched it again and again, like I kind of picked up on a little more that it was saying about the genre, similarly to like how it was almost parodying. The parodies of Scream. You know what I mean? Like, it began to, like, look back on the genre in a way that was, like, you know, Scream became, like, iconic, but then everything in the genre was trying to either do what Scream did as good enough to be in the theater or, you know, make fun of it or say, well, that's not all that had to be said. What about this stuff? Mm -hmm. So, like, Scream 4 then took that and, like, that whole opening sequence when it's, like, inceptioning these like movies and a movies and a movies that are like making fun of all the horror movies slash being super meta. I kind of, I kind of, it kind of grew on me a lot more mm-hmm. over the years. Kind of like, you know, Wes Craven also did with uh, New Nightmare. Right. Like that kind of over the time has kind of become more beloved because of what it was saying about not just that franchise, like much like Scream 4 is doing about Scream, but about just horror movies, slasher flicks in general. But that that's exciting. Like I definitely picked that as number one, but... Uh, no, I think you're right that talking about how that m- series came in and influenced horror so strongly for such a period, but also was a thing you can only do once, really. And right. the fact that it, then it had sequels means that they have to find ways to kind of push that formula once you've pointed out the sort of man behind the curtain of right. this genre. Right. Um, and now, yes, people are delving back into the more sincere side of it. It's not like for a while it was hard to make a straight slasher film after Scream, and now you see that all the time. So, All right, Ronald, you want to? Dip into the candy dish and pull out something else you can't eat. Yes. I apologize. That's fine. I smell so smoky because of these smoky. Uh, Horror franchises one, two, and three. Pick a great part one, a great part two, and a great part three. So from three different horror franchises, pick one that may have peaked with one, one that may have peaked with two, and one that may have peaked with three, or just great ones. Oh. Halloween, the first one is definitely... The best one. I would argue that Friday the 13th Part 2 is the best of those. And I think uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 That's actually what is the be best of that series. So I would go Halloween for one, Friday for two, and Freddy for three. Uh, Dream Warriors. Saw one for me. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2. Mm. And um, Freddy 3. I mean, I remember... Uh, because we, you know, we were marathon in Evil Dead. I was yeah. like, okay, Evil Dead 1 mm-hmm. was crazy. And then the second one came. I'm like, what the f- 
is this? No, you're right. That actually is a it's a really good movie. That's a, that may be the best answer of all time. Evil Dead Two is one of my. It's, it's, so it's good. It leads. It's got to be in the top three most rewatched movies for me. It's a good, good movie. I mean, but there was a period of time when I was kind of coming into being a, a a buff of just movies and the behind the scenes, like how they made it, and becoming fascinated with the filmmakers back in high school. And I think Sam Raimi really struck a chord with me, and we must have watched that movie. I feel like I've told you guys this before. It was like every day after school, oh. I had friends I would hang out with, yeah. and we would we would kind of indoctrinate someone else. We would get them to come watch Evil Dead Two because it's a fun movie to kind of yeah. see someone react to because you've never seen a movie like that before. Yeah. You know, so that's a good answer. What about you, Steve? Um, probably influenced by our prior question. Yeah. I'm gonna say Scream. I'm gonna say Final Destination Two and Nightmare Three. Final Destination 2... Is that the one with the sheet of glass landed on the... This is the one that basically gave everybody of a certain generation fear of driving next to a truck hauling logs. (laughs) Didn't I... I feel like I saw that in the movies with you or something, man. I don't know. I don't think we saw that in the... Did we? I don't even want to come out. But that one... The first two of that series, I think, are purely enjoyable horror films. Like, I love them both. Yeah. But that one, just the idea of like, again, you're talking about like, you can only do that once, but you got to figure out a way to like up it a little bit or make it different. Yeah. And I just, for that alone, because I, not a day or experience goes by where I see that on a truck and I don't think of that movie immediately and also have a fear of that truck. Yeah. Of that fucking log falling off the truck onto me. Mm -hmm. So I'll give the kudos to Final Destination 2 for that reason alone. But yeah, then Nightmare 3. Yeah. I mean, it's the best of the series. Nightmare Three, big winner, for sure. Next time we do a Dream rally, Warriors. next time we do a rally of uh, movie series, mm. I guess we'll have to put Nightmare on Elm Street on there, get it in the running. Man, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna again. This is one of those things like I haven't watched those in a really long time, so it'd be good to. Well, what's cool about seeing a series over time is the way that the times change the series, or the series tries to keep up with the times. And Nightmare on Elm Street definitely had a period where it went from being this underdog weird thing to something that people loved, that yeah. Freddy was the star. And then within a couple movies after that, say like by, by the time part five came out, it was starting to feel like a parody of itself. Yeah. And then I don't think it ever got the juice back quite. I think Freddy's um, or uh, Wes Craven's new Nightmare. Yeah. I haven't seen that in years. I wonder how it would play for me. Now, I remember, I remember really being impressed with it at the time for being such a, a, a bold choice. And then he did Scream years later. It seems like he's a guy who, or it was a guy, um, rest in peace, who um, who thought about the sort of meta aspects of yeah, the genre a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I would be interested in, in seeing all those movies again, too. I feel like the first two or three, maybe four, are the ones that I've seen more on replay. And then after that, the movies get a little, like, five and six, I barely have much of a Blend concept. Bob is Freddy's Dead? I think Freddy's Dead was six. And then there was the remake that I never saw. So That's supposed to be terrible. I still haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And it's trying to make another one, right? I keep hearing that they, they keep... They should. They should. I, this is... It, it's time. I would love that so it's much. T- it's time, man. I would love them to just get the Jason and mm-hmm. or Friday 13th and Nightmare going again. I mean, Halloween's... You know, they got it. I like the new Halloween reboot mm-hmm. and the fact that they're shooting two sequels back to back. Side note, let's, let's like take a trip to Charleston together. Because mm-hmm. they're shooting those movies there right now. Yeah. Back to back. Go down there, gorilla style. Maybe get Danny McBride on the podcast. Mm-hmm. David Gordon Green. He like moved down there. He lives to, there. Like, make all this. And when you say gorilla style, he you mean there. you mean like let's rent suits. some gorilla costumes? Obviously. Yes. Yeah, Have you seen the Righteous Gemstones? <laughs> Obsessed with it. It's incredible. I w- no one's talking about it, and it makes me furious because it is the best. I think there are funnier ones that he's done. This is the best. The most well-rounded for yeah, sure. It's yeah, it's the best. 
and something that could be a show for many seasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I want, I want them to have like a, a church that they're battling or something like that that they're competing against. That cast is incredible, too. Incredible. Yeah. And it kept, it kept getting better and better and better. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. Anybody hasn't watched Righteous oh, Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. But yeah, like they live there. David yeah, McBride, David yeah. Gordon Green, Jody Hill. Like, well, I don't know if Jody Hill lives there, but they all live in Charleston. Yeah. I saw Which is why they shoot Charleston. like everything around it. Like yeah. whether it's in Wilmington, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, like every show they do is there, which is great. I just figured, you know, it's fall, it's Halloween, mm-hmm. they're shooting Halloween. Charleston's only an hour flight. Let's do this, guys. I feel like if we reached out there with us, it's here enough. Let's make it happen. Let's get it. Jamie in. Lee? I don't even know. Maybe we get Jamie Lee. I don't know. Just going to put it out there. That'd be nuts. All right, Steve, you want to uh, Yeah. Mm, mix it up a little bit. Go for some straight chocolate. <clears throat> most necessary slash successful horror remake, least necessary successful horror remake. We were just talking about remakes. How convenient. Most necessary. I, necessary or successful, just meaning whatever your standard is for the best. You know, whether you think it needed to be remade or whether you think it just was a successful job of remaking something. Like, whatever your standard for what a good remake is. Mm. Well, two come to mind. I'm going to say them both, because I'll probably get shit for it, because I, I prefer them over the originals. Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. and Dawn of the Dead. Texas Chainsaw, the... The remake. The one with Jessica Alba? Yeah, yeah. not Jessica Alba, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those two, I don't know. Like I've always, I've always been like uh, embarrassed of that a little bit, because like, I, I just, no, 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 not in my opinion, but the fact that I did not take to those films the way most people take to them. Oh, right. That like, Dawn of the Dead and Texas Chainsaw are like, mm. you know, big, huge, classic horror films that horror buffs like, worship. And while I respect them, they're, they're, am- they're among like, the three or four that like, I just did not connect with when I eventually saw them, mm-hmm. whether that's because the hype was too big, or I just did, it just didn't get me at the right time, like, Exorcist is also in that for me. I don't love The Exorcist, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't dislike it. But those two remakes, Texas Chainsaw and Dawn of the Dead, just style—not style over substance—but it just had style. You know, at that time, you're talking about two very stylistic directors, Marcus Nispel and uh, Zack Snyder, making these films that are reboots, remakes, whatever. Zack Snyder with a James Gunn script too. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Um, I don't know who wrote the Texas. I'm not that that's for the yeah. script, but just the visuals, the casting is great. Jessica Biel, uh, Art Lee Ermy in there as the sheriff. Um, yeah, that was a good movie. And I just, I just love both. Also, love Jonathan Tucker. He's in that movie too. And the opening shot of the bullet through the head and the camera goes out and then inside the van. Cool, you know, it's style. But I still found the movies to be extremely. Uh, scary and mm-hmm. and you know and and snyder's remake of dawn of the dead I, I i love like i just think it's great um so those two i think are probably the more most successful for me in terms of my like for them yeah and i'll go and say probably the, the worst one for me because of how much i love the originals is probably nightmare on elm street mm. something just i mean uh, there's so much that doesn't work in nightmare on elm street but the most important to me the fact that freddy is so botched in that movie, not even the performance by Jackie, uh, Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Um, cause he's doing something interesting, the performance, 
but just the the physical like the CG face or the weird makeup slash CG stuff mm-hmm. almost looked like an alien. Like that stuff really really bothered me. I think they were the very proud movie. of themselves for creating a sort they of were. realistic burn victim look. But I think that's a very delicate balance. I think Freddy is scary and creepy, and he does kind of look like a, a pizza, yeah. more so than an actual burned yeah, person. Yeah. But I think that helps you watch that movie without feeling weird feelings. I don't think... You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I think Freddy's supposed to be creepy and disturbing to look at, but not like genuinely mortifying to mm. look at. And I think that maybe they they were trying... They, I just remember when that movie came out that I, I read somewhere that they were talking about the design. They were so proud that they had made it look... You know, more unsettling. But I think if he's if he's too unsettling to, or just weird to look at, he doesn't have the character. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird the way Freddy kind of became a hero anyway to that series because he's like a child molesting murderer. You know, yeah. yeah. They kind of gloss over that, but that's the idea. So I think in the new movie, didn't they lean into that too? At least I heard that about yeah. the origin that they I actually really, like, really, really like explicitly that. stated what was just implied in the earlier movies. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna say best. Um, that Dawn of the Dead is a hard, hard one to beat, but I'm going to say The Thing is maybe oh, the most successful remake. Yeah. And then least from, successful... From Carpenter's remake. Yes. Okay. Yes, not the one that came out, the prequel that came out a few years ago, right. but Carpenter's but remake of... Know it was a prequel of, until... Of Thing from Another World. Yeah. I actually like... The one thing I liked about that Thing remake, it's so annoying that they just called it The Thing, though. Yeah. Friend was... of the show Bob Rose hates that. How many movies come out that have the same name? Like, he doesn't mind remakes. He just mm. thinks you should do something to the title to make it less confusing to talk about so you don't have to say, like, the year. But my favorite thing about that Thing, what seemed like a Thing reboot was the fact that in the last five minutes, even the style of the footage, it matched up so well with the, mm. with the first movie. I thought that was a neat trick. Yeah. However, I, we didn't need that movie at all. You know, um, So that would be the, the, the John Carpenter thing is my most sure. successful. Least, I'm going to go with um, the Black Christmas remake. Black Christmas is one of my oh, favorite yeah. slashers, yeah. if not favorite movies of all time. And the remake was just... Uh, by numbers. It's not that it didn't have a few good people in it or a little bit of atmosphere, but it just didn't capture... It's one of those cases where remaking something, you really just take in the name and the basic scenario and nothing that actually made the original one special. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Black Christmas the worst and The Thing the best. What about you, Ronald? Best remake, worst remake? I wanna... Look at this image of Freddy. Yeah. It looks like Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. You're absolutely yeah, right. Snoke. Now that you know what now, Snoke Now like, we know uh, Snoke's secret origin. Uh, He's a time-traveling child rapist. This... Damn, it's kind of prequel slash remake. I don't know if it falls under horror. If it's in that realm of, like, you're mentioning it in this genre sense, that's, that's valid. I trust you, Ronald. Are you going to say, like... What are you going to say? Like, the Ghostbusters remake? No, it's, is it? A, I don't know if it's a remake. It has the same Why sort of thing. Prometheus. Prometheus to me. Well, that's a sequel. Prequel. That's prequel, a prequel. Sequel. Okay. Prequel. Well, well, since we're going through that. Okay. Yeah. The most... We talked about it earlier, but it, but the sequel. I love the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that was that was one that I that's thought in, of, too. That's in, yeah. that's in there, man. <sighs> yeah, definitely. It's amazing. What was that? It's amazing. It shouldn't have been good as good as it was, and somehow it worked. Well, how did they make it good without doing anything? Maybe this is the answer. They didn't try to repeat anything that made the Sam Raimi good. Maybe they did a few things that were like, this scene is the equivalent (coughs) of that. But they did not like take a particular moment and say, let's do just the modern version of it. It was like they were spinning off on the idea of what's a new take 
on this idea of a character who just takes a beating. Yeah. That's the one thing that was kind of in common is that at the end of the movie, the girl in the remake yeah. has taken a beating the same way that uh, Bruce Campbell did in the yeah. first one. So yeah, that was... That's a good, good, good yeah, choice. That's, that's in that same group. Least necessary <clears throat> was the Suspiria. Okay. I'll go there with you. Watching I Steve will. squirm. That was necessary. There was something. There was something very special. That was like therapeutic. But you because there's because like, I would be sitting there watching it, and I think you and I were chuckling at the same. Like we were yeah. during the movie chuckling, and at the end of the movie, we talked about it. It's like we both were saying, like I was chuckling, thinking of Steve having to watch this. You, we're all very passionate movie watchers. Yes, but there's something about watching. Steve melt in his seat, but not the good melter. Just like, what am I watching? And then the last scene was horseshit. Like, it just got so bad. And then you joined me. <laughs> I got, yeah. At the end, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I have to leave. Yeah, yeah it was bad, man. I mean, I, 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 I thought that was an that, interesting yeah. movie, oh, but what, what, a, what an, a, like, an experience I never need to have again. Yes. It, Somebody, like a wait, and both, and I don't mean that in the sense of creepy, no, disturbing. No, I, I mean it. in the sense of like I felt like it was kind of dicking around with my time at a certain mm-hmm. point. I just thought like, what is this movie? Even it, though I, I've read enough to know that there is something under the hood, but I feel like it just felt unnecessary. Is a great word yeah. for that. Movie. The, you know, like Nicholas Winding Riffing thing that he does. It's worse than that. It, it's worse than that idea. If he's like, okay, I don't want to make something like the last thing I made. I'm gonna abandon this. It was worse. They're like, this is this is. This is a already crazy movie, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna worsen it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make everything about it good. That was good. I'm not gonna have any music in it, any creepy music in it. It's just gonna be terrible towards the end. Just throwing because the first half felt really good. Honestly, it was interesting. Yeah, I was okay with it. <clears throat> I was okay with the first half of it. That scene, that one scene, is still nightmare fueled for me yeah, the, the one yeah. scene where the the sort girl of the, where they're doing something oh. that's controlling the girl and she's oh. it's like a dance that's taking over and break she's breaking, breaking her body yeah. with the dance and then like the way that after that she's just laying there and she's still alive yeah. and she's like losing control of her bowels and and then they don't kill her they just hook her with those weird curved hooks and yeah. they carry her off somewhere like that was that was creepy and disturbing but almost so much so that it <clears> kind of felt like this movie doesn't feel like it's supporting that kind of moment like i felt like the movie no. just went past that and then i was supposed to like forget that that happened or something i don't know but yeah suspiria we never really talked about it on the show but no. I, know, I know that we had a pretty Look, interesting conversation after the movie it was just a level of disgust after it that we just couldn't yeah yeah what's your what do you uh, another one that comes to mind for successful and one of my favorite is um matt reeves is uh let me in. Oh, I was gonna say that one. Yeah. Have you seen that? The the let the let the right one in remake, the U.S. Yes, version. I did. Yeah. With I like, enjoyed it. I love it. It was so faithful that it, it almost feels like if you liked it's. I could see people thinking, "Why do this?" But I think we we talked about this one on the yeah. show yeah. before. For for audiences that don't know foreign films, totally. that don't know indie films, that don't want to read subtitles, whatever thing you want to say, that was a great way of pulling that story off. Yeah. For for those audiences, like you no. don't necessarily need it, but. Two great movies for the price of one. I'm not going to complain sure. too much about. That was one of those remakes. Remakes within two years of the yeah. movie being made. Yeah. A couple I, years. I, yeah, and I'm, like the I American having, version yeah. remake is a different genre than like the going back years later. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking in the sort of schlockier vein, I also thought the Friday the Thirteenth reboot was was pretty good. I, I'm, I love it. I think it's great. Which, like like particularly same, the Jason in in that the same director as uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Derek Mears also which, who plays Jason year did in that. that one come up? Is the swamp? Was the, did you watch the, Z, the DC Swamp Thing series? 
the first episode and I loved it. I heard the about it and then it got canceled. Shit, it got, yeah. It got canceled like after the first, yeah. episode. After the first episode. Yeah. But it was like a budget thing. It wasn't. But they like that. shot the whole like series. Yeah. That bumps no. me out because Derek Mears is such a good guy. He's amazing, and he like he's, loves this genre stuff. He's like such and he a put fan. so much into it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the Twin Peaks Return, yeah. but he had a great scene yeah. in that. Um, so anyway. much practical stuff in that Swamp Thing yeah. show that just blew my mind. Yeah, it was good. I watched the first two episodes. I really enjoyed. But it. yeah, to your point. He's great as Jason. Yeah. Like how big and physical and just like fast and like... And the, I like that take on him, the survivalist yeah. version yes. of it. Like it was a good take on the character. What year did that come out? God. I don't know. Eight years ago now or something like that? I was going to say 2009. Yeah. Something, I would say more than... Yeah, at least probably 2009. Mm-hmm. 2009. I guess I went for the crackle again. Tried oh. and true. I'm a crackle man. <clears throat> 2009. Oh, this was something, uh, you know, we never got to talk about this on the show, but we, we talked about the first one so much and our anticipation for this movie. This one just says, It Chapter 2, Discuss. So let's just give a few minutes. Discuss or Disgust? Discuss. Oh, okay. yeah. I just, still didn't see it. Well, we'll really? talk just okay. for a few well, minutes about our general feelings about it. I still didn't see it. I, yeah. I, and it wasn't like I didn't want to see it. It happened during a really... So, you know, I, I was in... Uh, that was a wedding. The same yeah. before. You wedding. were traveling. I was in the middle of this. The 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 one of the worst phases of this remodel. Yeah. Steve was doing God knows what. Probably just walking down the street, skipping <laughs> to Singapore and Japan. <laughs> he had plenty of time to go to the movies. It's just they don't have didn't have it in Asia. Yeah, has it come out? Or I was fucking. What was in the theaters over there? Uh, stuff from. <laughs> um, so it was Endgame. Uh, Damn, still playing. Yeah, wow. like it was brand new. They literally said, "This is it. This is the end of movies. <laughs> yeah, so it was the, like the final film." If you ask Martin Scorsese and, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola, it is the end of movies. It's such a good quote. Such a terrible thing to say, though. I think that the opinion is not surprising. It doesn't surprise me no, that Scorsese right. doesn't sure, get it. Right. He's old, and it doesn't. But but the notion, this whole point where you take, I'm not a fan of this, and that turns into this is evil garbage, right? Is what's weird to me is because Scorsese and Coppola talk about these movies like they don't have characters in them, like they don't have narratives, yeah. like they don't have memorable emotional beats, and all of that is bullshit. You can yeah. say I don't like it; it's noisy, it's got CGI, it's all the same. Another one comes out every five minutes. You can say all that and be, you know, somewhere within the realm of a valid critique of, oh, of yeah. a, like you said, Ronald, in a recent text conversation, an oversaturation that may be happening. Mm. But you can't say they're not movies. You can't say they're not, not stories. Movies is crazy. And that they don't convey something to audiences. Audiences don't go see them because they're dumb and cynical. Audiences like something about these movies. And the reason people love Goodfellas and Mean Streets is not because it's cinema. It's because they're good fucking movies that yeah. people like. Yeah. And I just don't know how you can have your head so far up your own ass that you're not remembering that when you came out, people thought what you were doing was weird shit, yeah. too. Now, Marvel superhero movies in general it is like big establishment entertainment and sometimes we are like cheering for like cheering for disney is like cheering for the military industrial complex or something it, it is, is questionable bit. but the movies that are being made to say that they're <clears throat> to say that they're not real stories to me just seems like you're trolling on yeah. a cultural level and that's fine those guys can have those opinions i, I have stayed out of that debate but I, I do sort of roll my eyes when another old guy stands up to say you know spielberg Scorsese, Coppola, said there was like they no have all come yeah. out and said these superhero movies are a problem, but particularly Spielberg, and they're all buddies with Lucas. Like, they, yeah, that's they, what my point was. Like, they don't like the when we were having that text message thread. It was like 
Yeah, that is the elephant in the room. Like, your buddy, like, arguably made the most fantastical yeah. version of a big property. And the movie that a lot of people will point to as the beginning of this blockbuster mentality. Sure. Star Wars is, like, ground zero for yeah. big movies. And if it's the studios that don't know how to market smaller films or don't know how to get audiences interested in them, that's a different conversation, too. That's not yeah. a problem. That's not uh, Captain America's fault, you know? <laughs> no. no, not at all. Um that's nuts. So yeah, it chapter two. Let's just take a couple minutes, Steve. Give your give your mighty minute review of it chapter two. I, no, I, I I really liked it. Okay, I, I really did. Good, good. Uh, it's just it's just kind of a little bit of a big mess in in places. Like it's mm. just there's so much going on, and there's so many characters, there's so many big personalities, big actors in this movie that like you can you can kind of feel at times the need to have you know scenes that are a bit repetitious that maybe don't need to be there if it was maybe a lesser known actor mm. you know but you need to give the scene to Bill Hader to Jessica Chastain to James McAvoy whatever but that's like the biggest complaint I can really have about the movie is that it just, it's, it's, it's a big movie it feels long it, I didn't really actually I didn't really feel the length it is a long movie though but I think that is really a product of some of this repetition that you and I talked about a little bit yeah. a couple weeks ago but it's like yeah, Ronald, when we were going to do that phoner and it didn't work out, Steve yeah. and I had a little phone conversation about it, <laughs> chapter oh, two. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you know, you have these. There's that middle characters. section of the movie yeah. where it's. They each go through the same thing and it's got to show each character doing it. It's like, uh, I don't know that your audience needs that. <laughs> right. Well, you realize after, like, the second one ends and you go into the third, you're going, like, that it's going to happen. Oh, we're going to do all six. All yeah. They're even, like, saying you should all split up and wander around and see what memory comes to you because people are. They're supposed to all find, like, a talisman or a, 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 an artifact. Of some sort that's a that will be a totem, right? Um, that they can use that's like a memory trigger for them that can, oh, they can right. use against uh, Pennywise. Pennywise because when they were kids and they left town, everybody who left forgot, and the only person who remembers what happened is Mike, who stayed in town. Once everybody gets together and you see the little dynamics, like Bill Hader and James Ransome have, have a fun dynamic, yeah, they're good together. James Ransome actually has some fun, interesting, odd moments in the movie, uh, to pull off. Yeah. James McAvoy is good but doesn't really do anything special, Jessica Chastain is kind of what you expect. But Bill Hader really came out as like the one who you go, oh yeah, he's really doing something. This movie may be a weird mess, but he's the guy whose career is taking a step forward with this movie and this portrayal. For sure. And when the advanced word came out and everybody was talking about how good he was, I thought, oh, he must be really great. And the truth is, he's pretty good. Mm. The movie is just such a mess that if you're going to point, you're going to look around and point to an element that works. He, he uh, Bill Hader one. is one of the big yeah. elements. Yeah. I also think, though, that... Uh, is it Bill Skarsgård? Is that yeah. his name? His performance as Pennywise really is something special. It is. And the character of Pennywise leaks through... There's scenes in this movie where you just... He's a weird... Like, he's worth looking into as just a movie monster because he's got a personality and he's a being, but he has so many qualities of, like, pure fear. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting performance, and Pennywise as a character is one of my other favorite elements of the movie. Yeah. But But in general, it it did feel like... The cultural conversation, like if it had been great, yeah. I think that it would have been a, would it would have been like a one-two punch that people would be still talking about. Sure. But I feel like people are already sort of forgetting. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, where it ends and people go, oh, "Okay," and they move on to the next thing, yeah. as opposed to going, "Oh my god," you know, kind of reverberating from it. So. Right. I hate to say this, what? But once it comes on Netflix, I think people are gonna go. I mean, it's just one of those things, man. Some things live. Some things age better well keep in mind we are talking about a movie that made over 200 million dollars oh so it's so, still you know that, and you know it's still we're two guys that really audience. liked it just yeah. explaining yeah. why we didn't do backflips out of the yeah. theater right and, just, I, and i did not you know, yeah. yeah it just is one of those things where it may extend 
And it also benefits, the first one benefits from not having to like kind of bounce between two timelines. Yeah. You know, so you not only you're dealing with six kid characters that you still see flashbacks of, you have the six adult characters that are the same character mm-hmm. but adults. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a, that's another level of like how much is going on in this movie that I feel like maybe kind of bogged it down a little bit. But like just said, Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård's great. There's some really great like kill sequences in the movie. The isolated um, sort of kills that don't even have anything to do with the, the main characters exactly. are some of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. It made me actually think I would watch a Pennywise movie. Right, sure. I mean, yeah, no, as strange totally. as that is yeah. to say. Mm. Yeah. Cool. But I, again, I did really like it. It's just, it's, I don't, it's just not in the same level of the first chapter. In the sure. book, the kid stuff and the adult stuff is intertwined. Yeah. Mm. When they broke it down into two movies and they put most of the kid stuff in the first movie, they create a weird dynamic where the kids totally. come back as in flashback form in the second movie. And that's okay, but they've done a lot. I mean, we're not even going to really get into the digital de-aging or whatever yeah. they've done to make kids who are who are 15 look like they're 13, which mm. is a very strange thing to do. But you have to so pitch they're doing that with up. kids. And, they did it in this one. And occasionally you get a ben weird, Lafard. a weird face, weird chin, yeah. weird throat, whatever thing going on they with did kids. That with John Goodman pitch shifting yeah. their voices. Yeah. They did that with John Goodman in the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and those flashbacks. I'm like, yeah. what's up with this? But because that structure, because they broke it down, now the adult story is not mixed in with the kid's story. It's like a redo of the kid's story. So now it feels like they learn a lesson at the end of the first movie that allows them to beat Pennywise. And then in the second movie, they learn the same lesson again and beat him in pretty much the same way again. It just yeah. feels like oh. they, they, that adaptation choice hurt the adult story. Because mm. even though they forgot, and we, didn't forget. we didn't forget. <laughs> we didn't forget. We didn't forget. We actually were looking forward to seeing. Yeah, we actually time. remembered. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to see what would they do this time. Oh, damn. No, I think you'll like it. So I'll check it out. All right, one your your last uh, your last candy of the night, Ronald. All right. What's your most noteworthy Halloween costume ever? Sidebar: best worst candy. You know, I didn't dress up much for Halloween. Yep. Um. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I'm slightly obsessed with Spider-Man. And uh, I had this, you know, those cheapo Spider-Man costumes that you get at, like, well, I guess it was Woolworth, Woolworth at the time. Like, like in, in the box with the cellophane window on the front of it? Yes. And it's got the Hell plastic yeah. mask. Like, like yeah. a little plastic sheet. Like a trash bag yeah. sheet. It's like folded over. Yes. So I had Spider-Man, and uh, I just remember how proud i was to put that mask on mm-hmm. and i knew that the, the slits were a little they were big enough for my eyes horizontally but vertically it just went a little too. <laughs> you feel your, your scope was like, yeah. like was like a, a thin line so... you're like cyclops and i just remember walking in my grandmother's neighborhood and just feeling like i saw better costumes i was like but i look better in this mask <laughs> yeah and I just remember how they don't realize I am Spider Man. This I, is not a costume. Yes, yeah. they don't understand. I, I'm when I do this, mm-hmm. things are coming out of my hand. Flip. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was probably my best, my favorite candy. Such a old people's candy, and it has to do with my grandma. Is uh, peanut chews, man. Oh, oh, I love peanut chews. Peanut chews are a classic. Yeah. So good. Original original ones are vegan. 
You told me this before. That chocolate is you actually... You brought them just... to, I think, a recording yes. session before yes. and told us that. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We you still... Do, you know, every once in a while when we get a Man. sweet tooth, I will buy massive amounts. She had like a, in a bowl in her house? We with should. your grandmother? Yes. So yeah. she would, so we would go to... She, she'd get them. And she, we would devour them. But she'd also send me across the street to get them when uh, she went uh, them more. I feel like my grandmother, I feel like I have an association the same. Like they had always had this like stained brown glass like uh candy jar and like it was always like 70 percent full of peanut chews and 30 oh, percent the rest that sounds because my grandfather like loved peanut chews so it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. some good memory yeah. yeah so i'd sweep i'd sweep for a dollar and then i'd go get 20 peanut chews awesome. and then i'd get like a big cup of water and i'd <laughs> eat them all in, one, all in one go and i'd not want to eat for the rest of the day sure so yeah. what's what's the least favorite candy uh, those, uh, they look like Mike and Ike's, but they have the red in the middle. Good something. Good and plenty. Fuck, they make me sick, man. I had them one time. When we were going one part of that name is, is accurate. Yeah. There's plenty of that shit. Yeah. It's not good. They're disgusting. Yeah, they are terrible. Traveling down south, I, they didn't have peanut juice. So I was like, let me just get good and plenty, right? On the way to South that Carolina. Was any other option? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have Mike and Ike's. How weird is that? That it, your best candy and your worst candy were the only two options yeah. so for like, candy. I was like, I wanted <laughs> Someone Mike knew you were coming. Yeah, so I tasted it, and it was hot, and it, and it just made me sick. Yeah. And I always associate good and plenty with nausea. Yeah. Yikes. All right, Steve. Probably my best Halloween costume was when I was more my early adult years uh i was napoleon dynamite one year <laughs> when i was when i was in the process so when i was in the middle of growing my hair out like mm -hmm. when before i had like long curly hair i was in this weird when my hair Listeners, grows steve out, used to look he, now he's got this respectable kind of updo yeah mm -hmm. but he used to have this lion mane yes i did <laughs> and it, that that transition though was very awkward because yes. my hair is super thick and wavy. You may notice I live in that transition <laughs> between short hair and long. But hair. it was great at that time of year to just blow it out and let yeah. it curl and go nuts and be Napoleon Dynamite. Mm -hmm. And having worked in uh, in the ad in that, at that ad agency for the studios at the time that that came out, we had all the merch. So I had like the for Pedro for president. Oh, I got the man. moon boots that he wore, you know, and I just was able to do, and like one of my favorite pictures I have of, as, of, of any Halloween costume really was that picture. Cause I just like went all in on it and like was talking like him all night. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a lot of fun. When you have wow. a character that you can embody like yeah, that, it's fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Man. And what about candies? What's your best and worst? Uh, I think best is probably just like a Reese cup, yeah. like Reese's, mm. uh, Chocolate peanut butter, it's like so consistently good. I'm pretty vanilla too with that. Like oh, any God, Reese's yeah. product, like every now Reese's. and then you'll see like the fun size fast break. Oh, yeah. I have to admit that's like such a special so thing. Good. But the holiday ones, especially special, because yeah. there's more. The ratio. The ratio is crazy for those. Yes. It's going towards good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So much peanut butter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much peanut butter. So that's hands down my favorite. I mean, there's no, there's probably no real competition for that. But yeah, least favorite Halloween candy. Um. Well, I don't know. I guess crackles. Yeah. I don't really. I never really no, love crackles. No, man. The rice and the chocolate. The rice. No, I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing else really jumps to mind. You're not down having, with snap, crackle, or pop. Uh, snap is an okay. Is okay, but like the other two, <laughs> fuck those guys. He's got lame friends. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get better friends. God dang it. But yeah, I don't know crackle because I saw that, and I don't know nothing else is jumping out to me because I'm a pretty equal opportunity when it comes to eating candy mm -hmm. but 
Mm, well, yeah. I'll, I'll second the the Reese's anything Reese's oriented. Yeah. That's mm. the, that's the big that's the big win. Like a Nutrageous, like oh a nut size ra- Nutrageous. When Nutrageous first came out, I I actually experienced Nutrageous. Yeah. <laughs> so good. What? Crazy yeah, they're amazing. And yeah. then least favorite. This isn't strictly Halloween, but anytime I think something's going to be cherry flavored and it turns out to be cinnamon flavored, mm. I want to fucking murder people. I just uh, there's, tell this, me more about that scenario, please. It's it's red. It's like a piece of candy and it's red, and yeah. you pick it up thinking, oh, this is going to be cherry flavored, and you put it in and you get that that mm, hot cinnamon flavor. I don't like it. I don't mm. like the syrup. You like that like cough syrup, cherry flavor? It's less so that I'm all for the cherry flavor as that I really hate the cinnamon flavoring. Like to me, that feels like a bait and switch. I've never had anything besides those cinnamon candies that tasted like that. Cinnamon. It's like, what is that flavor? It's this imaginary flavor that. But honestly, Good and Plenty is probably one of the worst oh, in general because the, the name is—it's like—and it's been around so long. You just assume, oh, it's going to have some yeah. classic candy flavor to it. But it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost like cinnamon licorice or something. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's How do you feel about milk duds? You know, I've I've enjoyed a milk dud, but like halfway into eating one, you're like, "What am I doing yeah. to myself?" I kind of that's the other one that came to mind. Like I'm, I was trying to picture like when we would go through our 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 loot of, of Halloween night, like what we'd have at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and I I can like vividly remember always giving away the milk dud bag, the milk dud little bags you'd but, get, you know, because, or a box. It's like a box yeah. that's got two in it. Oh, or okay, whatever. Yeah, 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 too fucking dry. You have a little yeah. bit of chocolate, a lot of dryness. What, and then you sit there for like Reese's, a, a week Reese's chewing on it. Reese's you love because the peanut butter is nice and moist and yeah. great and salty as shit, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so good. When, when, I, when I got away from it and then went back to it, I was like, this is the saltiest candy I've ever had. Oh, life. really? Very salty. Oh, wow. Take like a week. Not going to happen. I'm probably not going to happen. Not going to happen, buddy. Take like a week away from it and then go back. It still tastes good. No, you're probably right. It's intense. I don't know. Yeah, they, they just popped in my mind, too. Milk does are... So dry. But the best costume, or most memorable for me, might be... Yeah, it was older. Mm. When I was a kid, I had a few good years where it's like, okay, Dracula or or Han Solo or whatever. But but most memorable would be... It was right after Nikki and I started dating, and there was a work party. We worked at a restaurant, and there was a work party that we didn't really want to go to, but we kind of wanted to go to. And so we dressed up as ninjas, like full head to toe. Like, I went and bought ninja... Regalia Dude. for us. <laughs> Who hasn't been a ninja? And we parked point? like a few blocks away from the party and actually snuck up to the party, like through the alleys and the bushes. Oh, man. And went into the party and didn't speak while we were there and didn't tell anyone who we were. And some people could tell, but some people couldn't because it was like a, a restaurant. A bunch of people worked there. People didn't know for sure who was there. And we just kind of, a few people wanted to come up and like pick a fight and like mime like they were fighting with us or whatever. And we would just kind of run <laughs> to another room. And while I was there, I saw. This woman that I had been dating before I met Nikki, <laughs> sitting there with some like bros, and like Jimmy Buffett was on the stereo, and they were all like singing along to like "Let's Get Drunk and Screw" or whatever some song, and it was such a, <clears throat> and it was such a great moment like seeing her in that situation, <laughs> and her not knowing it was me. I mean, honestly, it was probably the most slasher moment for me, which would be like watching someone and knowing they don't know who I am, right. and me looking at them going like, "Oh man, I dodged a bullet." <laughs> And then Nikki and I just, we, we ran out of there and then like, you know, did like cartwheels and flips on the way to the car. I mean, we were having fun being little nerds, but it was that funny. Fun, I think man. days later people realized who we were, but it wasn't like a situation where everybody knew everybody by name so well. Oh, yeah, if there yeah. was somebody who worked opposite shifts, they wouldn't have known. So there sure. was a bunch of coworkers there. That sounds really uh, fun. Man. But it, the fun part was the sneak, was the, that we deliberately parked a few blocks away and then like snuck up and like <laughs> through the bushes and stuff. 
Um, I really wanted to seem super fun when I met her, Ronald. I had a feeling if if I seemed fun, she might stay with me. It sounds like it worked out. It was 24 years ago. Yes, we lived together. So yeah, you found that. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Good thing I bought those ninja outfits. All right, Steve, you want to pull your last slip au papier? Oh, man. That's a good story, man. That's like a really good story. <sighs> what we got here? Scariest or creepiest movie that isn't considered to be a horror film? Scariest or creepiest movie? So I'm going again. Pure gut. First thing comes to mind. I don't find it to be that scary or creepy, but a lot of people talk about it and I can definitely see the point but is it called The Witches? Mm. The Angelica Houston? Yeah. It's like a kids movie. Mm. Fantastic uh, fantasy kids movie about witches. Is that considered a horror movie? No, right? I don't think so. That movie is creepy as shit. Like when they turn into witches Mm. and like the changeling piece of like their human form to witch form Mm -hmm. and and, and like having like a full kid cast um, it's very creepy and I only think about it popped in my mind immediately and someone I, I read something pre, uh, pretty recently about something similar to this like kids movies that really aren't for kids and I remember watching it all the time when I was a kid like mm-hmm. too much and it probably explains a lot about me <laughs> but I could see like some of my friends who are a little more apprehensive about what they show their kids like if their child accidentally saw this it would probably like ruin them Forever, mm-hmm. because um, there's some pretty disturbing parts in that movie when mm. the witches come out. But yeah, I don't know what year that came out, but the witches. It's like a, it's based on like a um, Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl book. Yeah. yeah. Book. First one that came to mind for me, and this might be super middle of the road, but Silence <clears throat> of the Lambs. Mm. It's not widely considered a horror film. It's always called a thriller, and I think it's considered sort of like elevated compared yeah, to horror fair. fare. But it's got some really really scary moments in it that are as scary as anything from your your scariest horror movie like that scene where she's in the dark and he's watching her with the infrared goggles and just what yeah. she finds in the bathroom downstairs at that house and yeah. every scene with uh with buffalo bill as a matter of fact right. is, is pretty pretty terrifying so i think silence of the lambs might be the creepiest mm. i can think of other scenes moments in movies like that comedy from the 80s nine to five with dolly parton yeah. and lily tomlin and jane fonda yeah i was so young when i watched it there's a scene in that where, like, I think Jane Fonda is house-sitting for somebody, and, like, her ex-husband comes around to try to put the moves on her, but there's just a few shots from outside the house <clears throat> looking in the window that's made it to look like there's a stalker or somebody right. breaking uh, in, but it's in the middle right. of a comedy. It's not like a prolonged sequence, and the movie doesn't have any other scenes like that, but when I was little and I saw that scene, it just stuck with me, just yeah, the yeah. notion of someone, like, lurking around and looking in the window and stuff. So, yeah, there's a, there's a scene in 9 to 5 that creeped me out when I was a kid. But I don't think the whole movie I would put in that category, but definitely Silence of the Lambs. What about gotcha. you, Ronald? Is there a non-horror movie that, that gets you? Very recently, Joker. Okay. Joker. That, so, so how do you feel about Joker? It got you? Um, the pace of it was, you know, felt like a slice of life kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of the better comic book movies I've ever seen. I think it was well acted. I think the development of the character was really cool. The twist was done really well. I mean, I'm 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 pretty keen on this type of twist. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm like, "Oh, I know when it's going to happen before it happens." Mm-hmm. But this time when they did it, I was like, "This is not what I wanted." <laughs> this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I you know. saw it? Yeah. Do you agree? 
Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I have a... He's, a, he's phenomenal in it. He is... Man, the stuff he does with his body. It's so weird to me that people were skeptical of that aspect. Because that was the main thing that made me buy into this idea from the start. More so than Todd Phillips or Martin Scorsese yeah. or anything as far as the names that were attached early. But like... Right. But you know, just, just him... And almost anything is interesting, but him turning in this type of role, I, mm. I, it just didn't sound that risky at all to me. It sounded like something he could easily do. And I know a lot of people were saying, like, I can't believe this movie's being made. You know, yeah. maybe for some reason it's it is an outlier, but it's not uh, it's not that hard to imagine that since he kind of flirted with doing Doctor Strange for Marvel, right, he's not right. above doing a genre thing. I just yeah. don't think he wants to be in a six picture deal where sure. he's expected to be hanging on a wire in front of a, a, a green screen for an indeterminate amount of time. So. Um. Yeah. One thing I did like about this, so I, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of Joker. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker is more toward the cool Joker, some of the Jokers that have existed. Mm -hmm. um, this is kill Robin with a crowbar, Joker, the one that was like, I mean, and, and I, another thing that was really interesting about all the the versions of the Jokers that I like is he wasn't funny. Yeah, he was not funny at all. Like he Heath. He would make jokes and was the furthest thing from funny. Heath Ledger was really good and really funny and really cool. And I was like, I want to hang out with this, he, well, this does, Joker. Doesn't this now become... I want to hang out with this Joker. Oddly I hang enough, out with this, Joker. this character is now one of the more iconic characters in our culture. Like yeah. that we keep coming back to it. And that yeah. it's like people are still putting Heath Ledger on a pedestal but making room for this. And yeah. people are like still that. saying... You know, Jack Nicholson was actually the best, and a lot of people are saying no. Mark Hamill's cartoon version is the best, oh, and a lot man. of people saying even, even now, saying to a certain version, a certain like era's version of it, that Cesar Romero from the old Batman show. A lot of people love that version. It's amazing Cesar that there's Romero's so many nuts. different versions of the character that people love, and yet nobody likes the Jared Leto version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no, but I, there would be no crazy version of them if it weren't for Cesar Romero. That like that commitment to being nuts well that version is the clown version yeah. and we've now seen this version who's like the scuzzy terrorist yeah. version and now we've got this guy who's like a, a just a damaged individual you know yeah. so and i want to give like a close second to like a horror film thing since you named it a second sicario oh yeah yeah sicario yeah. felt like when we saw that in the theater it felt like a horror film. oh yeah totally the, the dread amount of dread the the bodies in the the bodies in the walls so early in the movie is this just... is scary it's like mm -hmm. oh a different kind of yeah. like it felt like real life I could go to a place and not come back alive it's just a lot of people say that movie is like a right wing fantasy of what it's really like in Mexico but I honestly as much as I loved that movie mm -hmm. I never thought like oh this is a complete picture of Mexico I mean maybe if I saw it no, now I, I would I, I would see like... that but at the time I saw it I didn't feel like I was being encouraged to think this is Mexico no. what I saw was more something that was depicting that the border between the United States and Mexico is 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 a a, a flashpoint for all this crazy right. drug trade, but I didn't see it as it's a Mexican thing versus American thing. Yeah. And I and I was gathering that some of the like a lot of the people that had lost their lives, sure there were some innocent people involved, I, but a lot of these people were like competition and you know people that were closely involved in the drug trade. Mm -hmm. A yeah. lot of those people that had died, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like everybody comes here and gets decapitated right. or hung on a wall. Like that's not what I thought, but I did think. If you were to function where these transactions were going down. Yeah, if you're Emily Blunt and you're like new to this job and this is going to be your your milieu yeah. that you're working in, right. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was... No, that's a good choice. Really, really scary. Really, oh, really God. creepy. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to take last the last... One. I think this is it. 
the last piece of candy. This is Mr. Goodbar. Oh, this is a good one to end on. Mm -hmm, Your mm -hmm. paper is now required for you again. Cool. This is good. This is kind of like if we were doing sort of like the ending the night with kind of like the best picture or what's the major award that we can offer okay. on our Halloween episode. Um, uh, rate them. These are slasher characters. Rate Angela from Sleepaway Camp, Chucky, Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, and our friend The Shape, or more commonly known as Michael Myers. All right. <clears throat> the results are in. Price Walker House Schmooper is proud to announce in ascending order. We've rated our slashers. Angela from Sleepaway Camp, bringing up the rear. Okay. Um, Chucky, just just coming just above her, but but still pretty far down. Leatherface, and then Freddy, and then Jason. And we're almost to the top. It's our boy, Michael Myers. The most primally scary of this whole bunch, I think. Because yeah. there's not much to him, especially in the first movie. There's, he doesn't crack wise. He doesn't have a crazy backstory. Mm. There's not this, it's not a whodunit. We know who he is. We don't know why he does it. I, they've tried to answer that question in recent movies, and that seems to be still fascinating to different directors. But mm. the best version to me of, of the shape of Michael Myers is the boogeyman. The No answers, no explanation. Yeah. He's just wrong. He shouldn't be there. Like when I think the scariest thing is like coming around the corner in your house and there's just a dude standing there who shouldn't be there. Michael Myers, that blank face mask. It's true. Everything about that just is like, this is the other. This is that thing you don't want to see yeah. looking in your window at yeah. night kind of thing. So, yeah. Good choices, guys. All right, fellers. Well, that's uh, how that's how Movie Schmovie does Halloween in uh, 2019. And that rhymed. Good, good job, John. Yeah, I, you did. That, it, those are really good. I knew you could bring that back around to a rhyme. Mm. You did it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's good to be back and recording again, man. I know that it for is. sure. It is. And, uh, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that we're back. We're going to bank one or two or three yeah. and make sure we try to keep some sort of schedule going here. We're going to try to be bi-weekly or twice yeah. a month again Keep for something a while. like yeah. that yeah. Uh, going would be nice. Because we legitimately missed this. We've had various just yeah. exchanges about right. it. Yeah. Life has been busy, but we are now back in the basement, which is not a construction site for the first time in almost a year. Um, and I, yes, I will be writing a memoir about this period, but until then we can just say we're back and, uh, it's good to see you guys face to face. Yeah. It's glad to be back. I, it's glad to be back. It's good to be back. It's glad to be it's back. It's glad to be back. <laughs> Referring to yourself in the third person as an it. As an it. <laughs> yeah. This unit is glad to be back. <laughs> uh, is a site. You can find us on pretty much every podcast platform that's out there. And mm. hopefully, if not, let us know. We'll figure out how to get to, uh, get onto that, the one that we're not on if it exists. Uh, moviesmovie at gmail.com, but facebook.com slash moviesmovie is probably the best chance to interact if you have ideas for podcasts, uh, episodes that we might want to do, or if you just want to kind of tell us what you thought of this episode, you can comment there or you can leave a review or a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. And uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back in a couple weeks, like John teased earlier, to talk a little bit about our uh, top movie robots. Yes, in, in celebration, in celebration of the new uh, Terminator, Terminator film. film. Which will be coming out the, the, the week that we drop that episode. Actually, I think um, it might come out the week before. Doesn't week it come before? Out on the first. 
Uh, I think it comes out on the first. Our next episode is the eighth. Okay, that math works. Sure. Yeah. I think. Uh, it'll be something in time with Terminator. Yes. Uh, give you a chance to watch it, maybe. Right. And then, you know, then listen to what we had to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but as always, you made our day. Thanks. Bye.